This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, it's Kristen Studdard. <laughs> That's me. Kristen, you're, uh, I feel like there's a different type of giggle at the top of this uh, recording. And I feel like it's, <laughs> we have to come clean. Most most people, maybe, I don't know what most people, people do know it's been announced. It's out there. <laughs> it's out there on our social media that we did attempt to record we recorded an entire episode with an echo effect on. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but there was an echo effect on <laughs> like a weird effect. And it was on the entire hour and 15 of. And it was just the two of us recapping. Thank fucking God. Could you imagine that if we if we dragged some poor soul into our weird little podcast and then it was and then unusable? It was unusable. Yeah, it was it was very bad. But the other thing is, you know, now we get to talk about the ceremony again with a fresh perspective. I think if we, I think that is helpful. It's going to be helpful. I'm excited that we have a guest now, but I cannot talk about this ceremony anymore. No, this is it this will for be me. Very conclusive. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> the end of ceremony season is upon us. It has happened. We are shutting the door. Right. So we had talked about the HBO broadcast versus kind of what we saw in person. And it was maybe a little rehashy because it was yes. just the two of us. But now we have a guest. Very happy to have uh, a return guest. Uh, maybe the quickest return we've ever had. <laughs> Uh, he he was a part of hashtag ceremony season with the 2016 ceremony returning to us uh, an, a writer from Vulture and the Good One podcast. It's Jesse David Fox. Hello, Jesse. Welcome back. So excited. Jesse only Jesse lives in New York, but only comes on our podcast in L.A. It's true. And, and, we were uh, in New York for a week. Did not I did not see Jesse once. Did I was, you see I Jesse? Was in, <laughs> Jesse was somewhere else. I was in Atlanta when you guys were in. There you go. Yeah. That makes sense. I was on the set of Jumanji. Too. Whoa, spoilers. Do you have any spoilers for us? I signed an NDA. Oh, right. <laughs> Incredible. Right. I cannot well, tell here's you what, what I know. pants they wear. <laughs> here's what I know now. There's a Jumanji 2. Yeah. I First Jumanji that. was a big hit. First Jumanji was a crazy hit. No, the second Jumanji. Sorry, the second Jumanji. <laughs> right. Excuse us. There's the yeah. first Jumanji. Back to How the jungle. Is that what, was that the subtitle of the first Jumanji? Welcome the, to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Is this going to be back to the jungle? I don't know. He can't say. Oh, that's right. Excuse well, I me. I think it's going to be welcome back to the jungle <laughs> instead of welcome to the jungle. Okay. That, I, it seemed better when I was thinking it. 
I understand that. Thank you. Uh, we are going to talk about. <laughs> and Jesse, I can't believe you were willing. You were you were ready, willing, and excited, eager to talk about to yeah. watch this ceremony. To even just watch it, we thought there was no way we're going to get someone because I had heard you guys. I listened to the episode where you talked about going. I was like, I wonder what that's going to look like. So I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to watch it when I watched it, but mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's a good time as any. Which was uh, in a fury last yeah. night, yeah. <laughs> which is frantically last night. Uh, great. Well, let's uh, let's talk about it. First um, of all, I will say what I said the other day that no one will ever hear, which is that it is incredibly hard to find the Rock and Roll Hall of HBO Fame Go. broadcast on HBO. It, it They buried it. It's not in featured anything. I did not know what category it would be under. I had no idea what I should be like looking for. Uh, I When you type in the word rock, it actually just brings up episodes of Ballers. Speaking uh, of Jumanji. Like, Speaking of Jumanji. Yeah. Like, it, it was very hard to find. And mm-hmm. then I accidentally, I almost clicked because... It, I, almost I almost clicked, clicked on Ballers. On, I, know, I almost clicked pilot. on the 2018 ceremony, which would have actually been more traumatic for right, me. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but I, I found it. I had to put in all the words. I had to put in the words rock and roll to. It get is it to surprising come up. that they don't. I was thinking because I had after I was on the show, I wanted to watch other ceremonies, and that they don't. They have don't keep any, them all up. Yeah. No. So I had to watch pirated versions of Pearl Jam's thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait, I've already watched this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's a. Uh, I, I think it's got to be a rights thing. Yes. It's got to be like a clearance music, yeah, thing yeah. where they have it for a year, but then after that, they can't have the rights to all that all that music would be my guess wow probably because no one watches it and it's not worth it yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly the return on investment and a thing that i another thing that i've been thinking about so it starts you know we got oh we got our girl from the the woman from who's live at the ceremony her name's randy thomas i found out have you started following her on twitter are you trying to get her on the show no i don't know that she, i don't know that she lives here but she might it's someone to certainly take a note of randy <laughs> Randy Thomas also sounds like a, an MLB player. Yes. Where does she live? Do, wait, I'm sorry. You, do, That's like, the thing is I, I'm not sure. You. What, She's just did, a floating voice. How did you find out who she was? I think Future Rock Legends posted it. All right. That's our dude. Our boy of Neil. Cor- of course he did. Oh, the person says welcome to. I was like, who the hell are you talking about? She, I mean, yeah, lady, about welcome to the. Yeah. yeah I've Ladies watched so gentlemen. many ceremonies that I now, when we were at the ceremony, we were like, oh. That's the woman. She's here live. It's not could, just a post effect. Oh, you could tell she that she was in the each room. Yeah. She talks to, and she was kind of like giving a little like. Right, the ceremony is about to begin. Yeah, and then like, she, but uh, didn't she say something kind of funny, like "Take your seats, even you" or something? She she made yeah, like she, a little something, joke. She that made let a joke. You know to, she was in the room that made it feel like it wasn't canned. Yeah, yeah. it'd be funny if it was canned. <laughs> <Even> <laughs> yeah, <you>. right. <laughs> even you. Mick Fleetwood. Like, she has just a lot of <laughs> options, and they're like, John Mulaney. Right. Um, yeah, and we start off with a uh, a Radiohead song when they kind of just uh, oh, yeah. say who's on the ceremony, which is nice because we don't get a lot of Radiohead yeah. in this uh, thing. And then the real ceremony begins with uh, Stevie Nicks, Stand Back, uh, which we thought in the room probably sounded a little better. In the mix, the her voice sounded weird. her voice sounded weird, and also I synths on songs can just they make them sound so dated, mm-hmm. and that song sounds incredibly dated. It does yeah. not sound like it 
dare I say rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of got that very 80s synthy mm-hmm. thing going on and I don't I it, it, to me it didn't just like open the ceremony with a bang. Yeah, I think mid-tempo songs in shows like this are kind of like and there's a like you're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, right. Like you do a ballad if you can, and the problem is they don't shoot ballads well either. Like if you mm-hmm. want a, a more intimate shot for, so everything just feels like they're plodding along, not like they're actually performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although in the room, Sandback felt like an yeah, energetic. I think start. too, everybody was so hyped up in the. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> but they were. People were very excited to be there, mm-hmm. and it felt you could feel it in the room. Uh, and Standback is also a rip of Little Red Corvette. Uh, directly she's been very open about she was listening to little red corvette and then started singing a new song over it and then if you if you kind of map them together it it, they're they're pretty much the same oh yeah prince she told prince was like hey uh whoops uh and then he played synth on it so that's his in the recording wow the part i don't like the (laughs) the legendary part yeah but he was he was like that's fine that's cool i'll come Mm -hmm. over and i'll play on it so uh, then he'll earn some credit. I suppose it. that's yeah. one way also of like earning a little money on it without being. Well, like I don't a, mean like earning money, but I just mean like so it's like you don't have to say that you took my song. You don't have to I'll take just publishing be on yeah, your yeah. song. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice of Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he must have liked her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he Otherwise, have, liked her. Hmm. <laughs> I liked uh, Mick Fleetwood was like number one fan. Yeah, they kept cutting to Mick Fleetwood, and I'm going to guess that's John McVie sitting next to him, but <laughs> I, I don't know who that guy looks say? like. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... The iconic-looking John McVie. <laughs> gunning for number one fan is Sheryl Crow. Yes. Yeah, they, gunning for number one in cutaways. How many yeah. did you... You said... I said, she, I said uh, 157 <laughs> cutaways to Sheryl Crow. They cut to her many A times, lot. especially during Stevie's thing. Mm-hmm. And well, because that... we found out later that she's sitting next to Stevie at Stevie's table. She was like Stevie's plus one. Yes, which this bodes very well for my girl, Cheryl Crow, getting in. She got a lot of FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, then we, we after Stand Back, we had Leather and Lace with Don Henley looking like Kristen's stepdad. Terrifying. Just upsetting. I just can't get... But he sounded so good. And his entrance was very cool. Very dramatic of like... Well, because they tracked him from yeah, backstage pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like we just saw him like kind of... Who is that? And we didn't really know until he started singing. <laughs> well, we also... We're we sure said, it was going to sure be Harry. We were sure it was going to be Harry Styles. <laughs> and so... Because, th- yeah, they'd been yeah. singing that song a lot together. So yeah. it was like that's where the duet going to be because we knew he'd be there and he didn't he he does like mug to the camera at one point when they infers about them having had sex about her them being lovers like she, don's playing the camera yeah he really is i and he, he came i don't i think i came into the ceremony and like i don't like don henley and i was like i was like well he's Seemed really cool. I think yeah. that tracking shot like truly was. Stevie Nicks. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I think sure. it's on the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on the record. Um, I by the it. record, I mean Belladonna. It's, there's a <laughs> hidden track where they're fucking. Uh, I like the smoke effect that only her video package behind her had. When she had they, her picture in there's like this. They smoke. did a video. It's like a video yeah. graphic of smoke. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. Well, yeah. she was a very big Lost fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a smoke monster. <laughs> well, it's well for the smoke monsters. Yeah. Getting the Ooh, right. Yes, yeah. gosh, he's not next, gotten a lot of screen time lately. So. Next year, induct the smoke monster. <laughs> Janet Jackson clapped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fun seeing shots of Janet during yeah. Stevie because uh, she was in. You could see tell that she was into it. 
Uh, and then you got to shout out Jimmy Iovine, and then you, we would go back to Jimmy a lot. Uh, I'm also next grateful that we got a shot of her costumer, who she gave that $3,000 yes. scarf shout out to. Mm-hmm. In real life, it was kind of so strange. Yeah. <laughs> and on, it, it, it clips along in the show. Right. Yeah. Stevie, uh, her, what, her talking in between songs and her speech was truly just like... It felt like Grandpa Simpson, like <laughs> yeah. talking about like, and then this happened, and then the man told me this, and then I said I want to be this, and then he said you can do this, and I said, well, I want to be Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then he said, okay, well, we can figure that out, and I was like, well, can I come tomorrow? And he was like, sure, and then I was like, is Fleetwood Mac gonna break up? And he was like, well, just tell them you don't want to break up. So then I went to them and I told them, and I says to the man, I says, that's really what it. That's yeah, and I, I think you you do get a sense of that in the cut, but uh, not as much. Not yeah. The, the oh the other thing I wrote is when Don Hanley came up they did the meet the parents eye thing to each other oh god I think I missed that <laughs> they like point their eyes and like I'm looking at you oh yeah like I'm like I'm watching like you. I'm I've I've got my eyes on you I uh, they also giggle at one point which uh, I thought was sweet I also really half watched a lot of this stuff I was <laughs> having oh, I been watched there. it in three separate segments and but I did take notes I like watch I did not fast forward through anything too. Mm-hmm. So I that mean, is God a, bless that you. is a truth. At this point, my energy was high. I was, yeah. there's yeah, time right. for a dip. I will tell you. <laughs> but at this point, I'm like, cool. Don Henley's entry was cool. It was cool that she had two full lead guitar players, which seems unnecessary. But yeah. like, one oh, of they them, both the, what's his name? Waddy, Waddy Wachtel, who's at the ceremony a lot and uh, collaborated with Stevie quite a bit. And I uh, and I wrote, is that guitarist the pedophile? In and, my and, notes. The answer is and the yes. answer is yes. <laughs> Wait, Waddy, Waddy yeah. the guy with like the frizzy, the, the like gray crazy hair, looking one, uh, had been arrested on child pornography charges at one point. Uh, it's unclear uh, what why, why what happened, what like, happened yeah. with that, and or why, whatever. Why no one cares? And Stevie seems to have. I mean, I think Stevie has been uh, publicly like. Nope, he's good. No, he never <laughs> child pornographed me. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how it is. Because uh, I was always like, man, that guy is shredding. Oh, is that the pedophile? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like what just happened yeah, to me? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like we watched uh, right. Jesse. Like there's this one guy, he's shredding. I loved it. And you're like, yeah, that guy's a pedophile. You love pedophiles. <laughs> uh, my, uh, and I was saying this too. Uh, when you watch this ceremony, though, uh, watching it, on TV, it's three hours long, and I feel like it really invites a la carte viewing. Like, I can't... Mm-hmm. And, and Find what you want. Yes. You find, you come in, you come in to watch your person, I, and then why would you watch the rest of it? And last night, in a yoga class, I texted Joe that oh, I... Oh, yes, here yeah, we go. So last night, in a yoga class, Joe doesn't know the story either, I was... I, for the Shavasana, Gypsy starts playing. And my, like beautiful young yoga teacher is talking during whilst while we're all getting settled into our corpse pose mm-hmm. uh she's like i watched the rock and roll <gasps> hall of fame <gasps> induction of stevie nicks last night and she got she starts talking oh while God. i'm trying to relax <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're being like, triggered she, intensely <laughs> she's like she's like stevie nicks got inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame she's the first no, she's the only woman to be inducted twice. And she was talking in her <laughs> induction speech about how they should induct more women. And it's really important because, man, I just love Stevie Nicks. 
Uh, and then she just, and then she was like, and I think it's so cool. And she went on about it for like a while. And then after, <laughs> Stevie Nicks, and I was like, and I was like, I have to find out if she watched the rest of the ceremony because that's the beginning of the of the show. Yeah. I'm like, right. maybe yeah. she was just in it for the Stevie and got out, which is my theory. Yeah, my guess would be she would exit. So I'm like, hi. <clears throat> I have a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not because I like it, um, <laughs> but I am curious. Did you watch the whole thing? My theory is that people will only watch the. And she's like, "Well, we watched Stevie, and then we watched The Cure, and then we just stopped watching. I don't remember why. I don't know who was next or what happened." She's like, "Oh, oh I guess it was Janet Jackson, but then they didn't perform, and so we just we just quit watching." And she's like, "And I wasn't going to stick around for Death Leopard." And I said, oh, cool. I just, I have this theory that, you know, people only watch the artists that they like. And she's like, well, I mean, my dad would watch the whole thing. That is what she said. Confirms and I, everything I was like, we, we believe. I was like, well, I nailed it. I'm right. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was, that was real. It happened to me. And that's why it's good that we're recording this again. Yeah. <laughs> now I have proof. Y yes, yeah. That uh, beautiful young people watch just what they want. Yep. <laughs> and dads, only dads, like all of it. She You're said, right. she said, my dad's, well, I was like, uh, she, I said, well, yeah, it's really kind of a dad thing. And she goes, well, yeah. And my dad really likes, you know, awards and stuff. Like he, he'll watch a full, he likes like championships. That's yeah. what she said. He likes championships. And I guess this is the rock and roll championship it, to him. It does make sense. Dads are of the age where like, we like how things are. We like systems and we like being awarded for it. It was like, yeah, <laughs> right. And so like, of course they do. Cause like awards were only for dads for thousands of years. And Joe over here looking like a young dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready. You're ready. <laughs> Who's out there? I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, I happened to talk to someone last night uh, uh, who I want maybe to be on the podcast, and she was just like, oh, I don't know anything about rock and roll or anything. And I was like, oh, you don't have to. It's just, you know, there's like Janet Jackson was like inducted this year, and she's like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And then I was like, well, who? Oh, she I thought she would be like, who? And yeah, then you'd be like, you really can't be on the well, show. She, she didn't... Uh, I, she was like trying to figure out I was like you bring an artist and we could talk about that artist she's like oh I don't know people everyone who I would want to talk to has probably already been inducted oh, and then she listed uh, Stevie Nicks Radiohead <laughs> she did it and, and I was like you're naming everyone who was inducted this year and she was like she's like well those are the people I like I mean like, I guess the people who have already been inducted like the people that I don't like no. like Def Leppard and I was like they were also <laughs> this is, all happened months ago how are you only naming the people who were just inducted? It was very silly. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Truly okay. an unbelievable moment. Uh, well, that's like when you texted me to be on it. I was listening to the Comedy Bang Bang Anniversary episode, and they start by making a bunch of jokes about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you were texting me while that was While happening. it was going into your ears, <laughs> yeah. people talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then I was like... Watch the ceremony. The secret is real, guys. If being in Los Angeles has taught me anything. <laughs> yes, that's it. Uh, so the uh, other, also, um, other things with Stevie Nicks. They cut all of that backstory stuff about the Edge of Seventeen. True. Before she does the Edge of Seventeen live, she did a whole big thing about how about this Petty's would be her closer like, for the rest. Yeah. And everyone was going through dark times. And that's remember she said something like, and take the pain and make it art or something like that. Yeah. Like that's the last word she speaks before <laughs> da, 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 like starts happening. Mm -hmm. It was, there was no between, no one had between song banter, right? Not, there was like maybe a few moments, like obviously Stevie talking Stevie about the, the shawl most in between songs. 
Uh, the other other things I had for Stevie Nicks is that a guy who looked like Richard Lewis was on the keys. Uh, <laughs> she was going nuts on the tambourine. She does end uh, Edge of Seventeen by saying, "This is what it sounds like when doves cry," which you could not really hear in the room, but in the mix you could hear it. Uh, and then the uh, that package of of Stevie, I, I think the the main draw is all that footage from the '60s, which is really crazy. Yeah, uh, she and- looked like Meg Ryan at times, and mm-hmm. like. Meg oh, Ryan, for sure. Uh, why did, it, the timing doesn't work out forever for Meg Ryan to have played Stevie Nicks in a movie. Oh, yeah, but wow. That would have been perfect. Just for the hair. Yeah, the hair alone, yeah. Also, Uncanny. I, her like twirling that baton and stuff, that was like, so cute. I thought it was also very telling. When she's twirling that baton is when they start playing Rhiannon, and like yes. the crowd goes insane because they're like, we love Fleetwood Mac more. Well, yes. and also there's that song in the package yeah. about, what what is it called? Uh, this oh this take me like the wind child song the, the words i wrote are this take me like the wind child song sounds like rhiannon like yeah. there's another song in the package that's a solo song must be from belladonna <laughs> um, yeah. that sounds exactly like rhiannon mm-hmm. jesse what did you think of harry styles's speech i thought it was good and charming as hell and i think he earns all crushes on him <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know who else liked it John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Yes. Right. You John got Mulaney. a real John Mulaney laugh yes. on a pretty good joke. Yeah. Which was the, was it, it's not the Halloween joke, is it? Let I me see. I, so. Yes. Was it the Halloween joke? No, it's the Stevie Nicks is both an adjective and a verb. Oh, that's a good, that was a good joke. Yeah. I didn't like Stevie Nicks like, that shit. They, sh- they, they cut the Mulaney like cracking up. Yeah. Which that, is I like, mean, what an endorsement <laughs> for a person telling a joke. I, I think that that one in seven people dress as Stevie Nicks on Halloween, that should have been workshopped a little further. I just think there's better there, <laughs> jokes yeah. about her aesthetic. There were a lot of jokes. I know that looks like he did like joke jokes. One right? of, one of More his... running mascara, including my own, than all bad dates combined. You're like, okay. Okay, yeah. Right. Do you think he wrote that speech? Like, who do you think punched that I, up for I think him? he had a lot of help. But I don't know from probably whom. the other guys of the former One Direction. Yeah, Zane probably <laughs> yeah. was was rolling up his sleeves. Uh, Ellie would have helped him out. Yeah, our friend Ellie, who's a big Harry Stan. She's a D-head. What are they called? Oh, oh, oh a Harry Stan. That's uh, true, yeah. probably. Um, D-head uh, is probably not what yeah, anyone probably is not called. Yeah, D-head. I don't know that that would track. Um, I, his, one of his biggest laughs, I think, came from something that I don't know that he recognized as a joke when he said something about Stevie going solo, and he says, I remember it well. And then he just keeps talking, and then people laugh, like, in the middle of the second line. <laughs> it's like a throw, he forgot that he wrote was, that throwaway line. Yeah, or that like he uh, didn't realize what he was saying exactly was a joke. Uh, Def Leppard didn't seem to enjoy Harry's speech. They cut to them at one point, and they're just kind of looking like, huh? Who are you? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> what is this? Who's this boy? <laughs> Who are we? Uh, I thought it was really, yeah, now I think, like, it's way funnier than all the rest, and not funny in the, like, old dad way that I feel like the funny ones usually are. I was like, it was charming. I it was, oh, I don't I know. Th- it was the l- line, I thought, I thought it was a song about the weather, but it was a beautiful song about the weather. It was a very nice sentence. That is, it's true. I think, to me, I guess... There, it was stilted in some way. Oh, interesting. I wanted it. I was lacking a little bit of like energy or like spark. Yeah, it, it like all the all the pieces were there. It's much when we get to Janelle Monae's speech. I feel very similarly, where I'm like, this is a good speech that I am not connecting yeah. with. 
Uh, and why it's is it's maybe that? too rehearsed? Yeah, I, I can't. It's like maybe on paper it's better than. Yeah. Well, it's also these are people that never do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that or not is public true. speakers, really. <laughs> yeah, it's like ultimately, like yeah, it would be great if he before he did this performed stand up for like five to ten years. Then I was like, hey, cool, I'm sort of loose <laughs> on stage. Well, I guess you know, I was like, oh, the song's called Stand Back. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, I, I think to. Now that I'm thinking about the delivery and stuff, it feels very much like in an awards show um, when they're reading from the teleprompter, like you get like six lines, maybe one joke in there before they announce the categories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was like five minutes of that type. It was just like chunk, of, of banter. chunk, of like, chunk. They're using, of and he's using Hatter. a teleprompter yeah. to do this. Teleprompters mm-hmm. also, if you I assume, don't use them, even if like... Even if you're good on stage, yeah. teleprompters is a weird rhythm. It's a new mm-hmm. skill. And unless he did it a lot, mm-hmm. you're, it, it it lends to stilted because you're like, and, and then you have to make yeah. sure that you're going at the pace of the prompter. Exactly. And that that might explain a lot. As we we're getting mm-hmm. to the bottom of some stuff here. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> enough time, You watch it enough times, you'll figure out everything. Oh, God. The other, the other stuff I wrote down for Stevie is like that Crosby stills and Nash bit is still My very weird because like who are those other two women? We don't we know. We never and find never... out. <laughs> it's like she really talks about it quite a bit and then like there's no real explanation to what happened to those women or why it didn't pan out like that. And also that's not what the record sounded like. It's, it's not what she's being inducted for. Yeah, it's very weird what happened. And uh, just that's stuff about being kept in a basement. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some weird stuff. Being yeah. hidden away from Tom Petty. They cut all of her references to how she doesn't trust girls. Yeah, she said the word girls a lot. Yeah, I remember hearing you guys talk about going, yeah. and you say that, and she starts with the girls, like, here we go, and then she didn't say it again. She yeah. said it so many times in her speech. She, that they It ends with, like, and thank you to my manager, who, you know, like, long-suffering, because I don't trust anybody. And in the live speech she said especially girls like it was, it was weird they Crazy that to part. Edit. it was really wild that's a really bold edit right like she's this famous icon i mean they bust like they're not gonna watch it no one cares but what? like but like that is a as a person who's like edited text or whatever or usually like you, when someone states a certain sort of point of view you're like well, mm-hmm. i guess we have to show it but they made her seem more it was better, also but so long it was they had a lot to cut from her yeah, but I mean, also i think it that line does not fit the narrative that the hall would like to construct you know for what this induction means especially when she ends it with like induct more women but really one of the last things she did say live was especially (laughs) girls it was very weird induct more women but i hate women they're bad yeah and i would never call them women because the the bottom line (laughs) induct more women but these girls induct women but all these girls stuff about the hyam girls too yeah but the 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 bottom line of this whole induction is that she's the second woman inducted uh she's the first woman to be inducted twice double inductee and like that's that gets such a pop every time someone mentions it for her to then say some stuff that's like a little questionable you want out of there just to kind of keep it clean and And clear she's so charming though i Mm -hmm. found her speech she to me because she clearly wasn't using a prompter she was clearly speaking off the cuff she's holding that piece of paper she never reads us what's on the piece of paper <laughs> she threatened to several times in real life she was like and this paper like, and she's like i'll she, get to it but maybe i won't I, she I, never ever ever looks at I it i love the confidence of like i'm crushing right now I don't <laughs> yeah. is there anyone else who like who would who else as a woman could have been inducted 
twice before her. I think uh, Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. That's who I was. And then guess. Diana Ross. Those mm-hmm. are like the two. And then I guess if you want to say Carol King, because she's already been inducted yes. as a songwriter, but that's like a little bit different. Yeah, it's the same. It's like a different category. But uh, yeah, I would say Tina is the, probably the first one I would go with yeah. for a, a double inductee and woman. And she is, I've got some issues about that not having happened. But online, uh, our girl Bette Midler has been going off about, yes, I've seen yeah. that, about Tina not being in twice and Cher not being in. I'm and she's here getting, for it. Uh, go Bette. Very Go involved. off, queen. Yeah. Do <laughs> <Go> it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> uh, Chris Isaac is in the crowd. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I also I loved how they I loved how they cut her speech. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, uh, seamless. It was awesome. Are we it, ready to? Um, yes. Go to the but cure. I have to say that that was thirty eight minutes. They, they spent thirty eight minutes on Stevie Nicks. So they they aired all four songs that she performed. That the, is <laughs> the only four songs that she could have played. There's really no other <laughs> options, and they they kept it all. They in. kept it all. That is forty eight minutes. Yeah, with just on one person. On yeah. one person. And this is when I was like, well, almost who would watch this? Who, if you like, who would just sit down and watch this whole thing? You know, oh, also, also, they make you watch when you watch anything on HBO Go, they make you watch like a three minute commercial for all of the, you know, high production value, very intriguing, good shows that HBO has coming at you. And then they cut to this, this like live cut. it's yeah. just like the production value is so vastly different and then they buried it on the like fifth page if you search for rock i wonder how they think of the order because truly if i let's say i was watching for whatever reason if there's two people i didn't care about in a row then i would stop right like yeah uh, like if stevie nicks wasn't followed by the cure a band i was excited to see i would have been like all right. Like if was, see that makes a lot of sense because they they changed the order because the cure was not second. Oh, interesting. Uh, they were towards the end. Yeah, they were like fourth. Third. Or they, th- yeah, they were fourth or third to last. Yeah. Who was second? Second, they did the Radiohead. They Radiohead. Like, they like kind yeah, because yeah, that would have been shuffled a, through Radiohead. Yeah, Forty minutes and then let's just get Radiohead out of there. Yeah, that's that was yeah. the kind of. I mean, the Radiohead the package is thing. very long, but yeah, it was. A, but they instead in the in the cut on HBO they go to the Cure. Uh, who have such I, that that package like the cure package is so good is really good and makes I guess me I like didn't tear know up. what they looked like I like Ooh. no I knew they, I'm I, like what? wait let me wait 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 I knew what they ended up looking like but I didn't know oh, like they in the early like, days I didn't know they looked like normal people yeah like, that Robert Smith looked like Ed Helms a little bit <laughs> like Ed Helms and Ben Affleck uh, I just wrote young Robert Smith was nice yeah <laughs> then <laughs> he became nice cure yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that package is great, uh, and then Trent Reznor's speech is really good. Uh, big fan of that. Um, There's a huge pop for when he says he's from Mercer, Pennsylvania. Is that like part of? Is that like a joke? <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm from Mercer, and then they react like he was saying he's from like Cleveland. Yeah, or, it's yeah. as big a pop as Cleveland got. Like where they're at. Yeah, it's like I'm from. Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm from the Barclays Center. I was right. born on a Barclays <laughs> Center. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because yeah. like where I'm from is not far from Mercer, and like Mercer is not uh, by any means a destination or place really. Where my uh, calculus teacher was from Mercer and was in marching band with Trent Reznor. Oh yeah, <laughs> and has like pictures of of the two of them. I love I love Trent's speech. See, this to me was a very I was. So uh, keyed in on Trent Reznor's speech. I really enjoyed it. Because it feels a little bit more from the heart uh, in comparison to uh, 
Harry. Oh, yeah. My yoga teacher also was like, and Harry Styles inducted her for some reason. And I'm like in corpse pose like, I know why. (laughs) I know all too well. No. Uh, they, yeah, and that speech is just really great and like gives such a, a good case for the cure and, you know, in, in, injects like his personal relationship with them. But they did cut my favorite part, which is where he talks about like how he had been kind of a grump about the Hall of yeah. Fame and was very dismissive of it. But uh, and one of the reasons was he saw a lot of people get inducted and he couldn't help but think how are X, Y and Z in the hall but the cure isn't. Why do you think they cut oh, that? Yeah. It's too boring to people who would never think that there, anyone would care about the rock and roll. <laughs> or maybe it's critical. I th- yeah, but they that's keep what I mean. critical the things. I mean, they keep in the induct more women stuff. But and that's they more kept hopeful. In, they that kept in classic. Steve Miller go, go popping off a few years ago. That's true. I don't know. I mean, like they just had a lot to cut. So. But Steve Miller was, was he criticized more the black, like the intro? Like, I feel like he criticized, he wasn't criticizing the hall as much. He was. He yeah, was criticizing he was saying, everything. Yeah. Right? He was, you know, he, you know, anti-establishment Steve Miller. <laughs> yeah, when we think of anti-establishment, we think, we of, think Steve of Steve Miller. Uh, I, the Joker himself, <laughs> Steve Miller. Oh, God. <laughs> the agent, famous wow, agent really of chaos, works. Steve Miller. <laughs> it really works. The Joker. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the Joker was kind of, it kind of went viral and uh, <laughs> the way things vi- go viral now. Uh, anyway, the, uh, yeah, so I, I liked obviously Reznor's speech and it was a decent cut. And then, uh, I once he calls it Gothic music. Wait, does he? He goes, they're big, whatever. in what became alternative music, alternative and Gothic music. That's As opposed weird. to goth. Yeah. Yes. I don't yeah. like that. That is not good. I mean, I love that he slipped it in there, but I don't like that. I, I mean, I actually do. I'm going to call goths gothic people from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like well, she's too. a real gothic woman. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's fun to be proper when you shouldn't. Uh, uh, I want to. Talk of, are you are we done with Trent? Because no, I do, because okay. I want to also say though we talked about this in the lost episode, but it is insane that Nine Inch Nails got played on the radio, like just in general, just, just in general. general. That's insane that that broke Something through industrial as and like a type of music. And saying I want to fuck you like an animal, and like yeah. the radio felt so compelled to play it, they would just bleep out the chorus. <laughs> that like he comes out and the like to bow down before the one you like, and people in the audience are like, I know this song, you know, yeah. they're they're just like into a great, it. It's a like, great pop song. <laughs> I yeah, I guess it's so it's so strange. I also think it bodes well for. Uh, my wild card pick getting in. <laughs> they might take that Radiohead slot next year. Well, I think they're now like eventually fan. they're going to have to dug all these '90s yeah. bands because there's going to be no bands. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although we'll get to some uh, people later who pop up who are also kind of making a case mm. for their induction by showing up. But I want to talk about Robert Smith's uh, speech. Uh, yeah, I also want to talk about his hair. <laughs> his hair, it's... Yeah. How does he do that? And what does he do? Because it seems like it's his real hair that is just very carefully placed. Uh, is he I just mean, teasing yeah, it? Yeah, if you yeah. tease it, also also known as ratting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if you just do I that to your hair, you can make that happen. His hair is what we call a rat king. <laughs> Right? Is that what is going on up there? Go off, Rat King. Uh, <laughs> My favorite part of, of, I mean, Robert Smith's speech is, is is kind of just like, all right, thank you. This is really nice. And like, wow, I'm kind of overwhelmed. And my favorite part is when he thanks the fans and it gets a huge pop and then he gets mad. <laughs> like, of course you'd laugh at that. Yeah, like, of course that would get a response. It's not, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. He calls it cheap. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just perfect. That's what you want. I from love it. I went on a deep dive watching like during the cure part of this online, just reading about his um, marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's with the been same with woman. the same one since he was 14 years old. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So why is he so sad? That's what I said. <laughs> this is exactly my point. I'm like, how are all of these songs about the same woman? All this time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a real the, roller coaster. A real yeah. roller coaster. You know, and he is so sad. And I'm like, you, you've been with the love of your life since you were 14 and but you're upset about other it. other thing is, and we've talked about the Cure's dichotomy in the sense that, like, there are a lot of songs that are, like, beautiful love songs that are very uh, bright. Yeah. You know, Friday I'm in Love is, I would never classify as a dark and brooding song the which way they say you... in the package so like they think of us as these sad people but then i was like let's make happy songs or whatever let's make yeah. Ha- yeah we'll make happy songs with sad lyrics or something like that yes yeah, yeah. so, or, 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 or you deep, can hide dark, a lot yeah, of darkness deep, deep yeah dark lyrics <laughs> uh, yeah. also love song he wrote for their wedding that was his wedding present to his wife i like really i read yeah, a i read a 2014 article from yahoo news about their 25th so anniversary. they she wrote it for and then they played at the wedding? He played it at the wedding. Mm-hmm. But without all the things. Yeah, without all the things. What? Without Like with like the what like with the guitar I think he part just played it on guitar. Yeah, I don't know. I they didn't have like a home video. <laughs> it doesn't seem like Robert Smith's style. But they did also say that like she's kind of a weirdo herself. That he that he mm-hmm. has described her as quote mental and said things like she'll dress up like a witch and scare the children in the neighborhood. <laughs> Which I'm like, she's like yes. an Edward Gorey character. Yeah, I just really do. I think that they are they could be like a Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah, Tim, Tim Burton, Burton live in yeah. separate houses next door to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. Is that, that what's going on? That would give him enough yeah. drama, they you live know? In, they live in separate houses next to each other that I believe, and they have like a walkway between. I believe that Ooh. is. A spooky. A spooky, uh, a secret passageway maybe. It's a, they have a haunted house between their two houses. <laughs> <laughs> and a full-time staff of people to jump out. Um, this is not in it, but I feel like the the most iconic moment of this ceremony was the video the next day of... Oh, yeah. From the, With, uh, from the red carpet, yeah. Yeah, where someone was so excited. It's like, how is it amazing? He's like, are you so excited? And he's like, seemingly not as excited as you. Yeah. yeah. I, I she believe... said, are you as excited as I am? And he goes, <laughs> from, he goes from the sounds of it, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they wrote... That's like a perfect oh. setup for him. Yeah, right. Now, Mulaney was there to see The Cure. Uh, but they don't cut to Mulaney at all during the cure, which is funny. Well, they making him look like out. he's just they a wore, Harry Styles fan. He was fan. just too busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like he's been edited into a Harry Styles stand. Right. Uh, they play Shake Dog Shake, which is a crazy choice. Um, <laughs> I but- was like, I don't. I don't know why they play this song or why they're airing this right now. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to Google he it. Had to Google it while we were there, and it was really funny because I was googling. There's I, the lyric I was able to catch was about like uh, scrape, scraping yourself with razor blades or something, like scratching yourself with razor you blades. Know. So I typed in "scratch razor blades cure," and it was all articles that were like, <laughs> "Did you, you scratch yourself, sh- and you need a cure for?" <laughs> Do you are you looking for a cure for the uh, for your depression? Yeah, yeah. It was it was very funny. Um, but I, I later found out that uh, Andy Anderson, who was briefly a drummer with them and was not inducted with them, uh, played on the album "The Top," which this was the first song on, and it was a tribute to him who had just died. Oh, all right. So, I rolled yeah, my eyes. You did roll your eyes, and I was like, oh, I didn't. I didn't mention yet that he. <laughs> I was like, yeah, who cares about this dumb guy? Because, yeah, he had passed like maybe like a month or oh, two that's before. Fair. So it was a tribute to Andy Anderson. They cut the song A Forest. The Woods. Oh, okay. The- which <laughs> Kristen calls The Woods. Oh, no, it's, it's called The 
the woods, the Always. forest. And, well, like two days ago, I said the exact same sure. thing, and you'd think I'd remember, but you I wouldn't also think wouldn't. you'd remember. Uh, love song uh, is great. Glad they played it. They have that moment where Susanna Hoffs they're just dancing and they pan to Janet, and I was like, yes. "This is TV. Yeah. This is TV, baby." <laughs> yeah, that was great to watch them both be into it. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, the and- sound of his acoustic guitar is terrible. Like oh yeah, the, the, you, I just hate the sound of you when you hear strumming as like a progressive noise, and it, mm-hmm. I found it uh, didn't bother annoying. me. Didn't notice it. Yeah, I did not notice, but I also was really probably reading about his marriage at that point, <laughs> right. trying to understand what's going on. Right. Uh, that's fair. Jesse, did you notice the how active the bass player is? <laughs> I don't yeah. think I did. He, he like truly like gallops around the stage. He's a small man, not a small man, but he's like a compact. You know and what he's I mean? got like, like a, a dynamo like a, with a, a big genie long style ponytail. Like that's kind of, that's high. He's got a high pony. Yeah. Uh, and he's galloping he's around. He's kind of jacked too, right? He is. Yeah, he, and he's, he's wearing like a sleeveless thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he his name. You didn't is, notice him just. Galloping His name is Simon Gallup. <laughs> he literally gallops around. That's why you can't the word gallop over yeah. him. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really wanted to hammer that home. Uh, so they play Just Like Heaven, which is great. That was my favorite part, I think, of the ceremony. Yeah, uh, it was great. And then he go. Then Robert Smith goes, we only have time for one more song. God damn, Stevie Nicks. I'm only joking. That's but really we funny. didn't we didn't hear that uh, live. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, alluding to Stevie's long uh, speech and uh, just time on stage, I guess. But then um, he could I'm only joke. And of when we I'm saw it live, I remember thinking that Just Like Heaven should have been last. Mm-hmm. And they ended with Boys, Boys Don't, Don't Cry. Cry. But you know what? Watching it. Boys Don't Cry felt like the right choice Truly. to close it out. It was pretty all right by me. And you know who else liked Boys Don't Cry? Uh, there in his Chronicles of Riddick glasses, Paul Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. They showed and... him. And he was, yeah. Well, you can't see him cry if you're wearing those giant glasses. Yeah. There you go. They keep the tears in. Also, like goggles. I wrote this down. There, someone who was it in the band? Someone had "Bad Wolf" written on their. Oh, um, yeah, maybe Roger or O'Donnell or, yeah. or somebody. Well, he's a big Doctor Who fan. Just in the back. It's a Doctor Who reference. Yeah, shouting out Doctor Who Sh- while you're getting induction Sh- into the yeah. Rock and Roll Fame. All right, hey, uh, we're ready to move on. I to- bet the amount of people who are Doctor Who fans and like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is is fairly. Well, none of them are here, so... Uh, no, I oh. like Doctor Who, but I don't like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, no? Wow. All right, all right, guys. You almost got me there, but I won't <laughs> let it happen. Are we ready to move on to Janet? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, no, because I want to talk about when Robert Smith put his face in his hands, and it was oh, so cute. Oh, it was cute. very cute of him to kind of, like, he, hold he, like, his cheeks. He, like, cradled his as face say, like a little cherub at I the end. I can't believe it. As he was walking off stage, he has his guitar around his waist, and he looks out into the audience, and just like... people a, are going nuts. And the fan response so for and all the cure stuff. His little, he puts he rests his chin in his little hands like a like a baby angel and smiles out at the people and it's very darling. It is it's just you wouldn't expect it and I was mm-hmm. here for it. I enjoyed it so much. All right, let's move on to Janet. You're like uh, enough. The the package mm-hmm. with Janet is very fun. I especially yes. like the footage of her as a little little girl with yes. a, with a boa. And all the pictures of Michael. You love those. <laughs> That's what, uh, you know, I thought they did a good job of like. Yeah. Uh, of just showing the back of his it, head for the most part. Going around it. Yeah. You know. Showing her part of their duet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do it cleverly, uh, not uh, erasing history, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, Editing sh- it. <laughs> zigging and zagging around it. Um, I yeah. like that the part where her dad goes, I don't want you to sound like Prince or whatever. Yeah, don't make my baby girl sound like Prince. And she's the like, Minneapolis yeah. sound, baby. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, yeah, we're going to make them. Well, and right. also, what the hell? It's like a print rules. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about this, but like that speech is all the, the her speech was all over the place in the thing. And then even in the editing, it's still kind of all over the place in that she begins by saying, I never wanted to be a superstar. I wanted to be a lawyer. It was my dad's dream, but my dream was to do it on my own and become a superstar. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This I, isn't, you feel yeah. a person's brain being like, you, you have to just sort of blur this yeah. part or otherwise you're my father go. encouraged me. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Was there like, obviously there was a movie and everything about how he treated the sons. Was she, did he treat her that way as well? We have a sense. I've got I'll, to imagine he didn't spare yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He probably you know, treated her wrath. the same way, but like with a bow on it. Yeah. You know? yeah. With like big eyelashes <laughs> and a bow. Uh, yeah. And uh, like we said, Janelle Monet's speech is like oh, good. If about not, the package yeah, though. Please. A few things. Yeah. Go ahead. First go of all, the, the cover of the album control is so fucking cool. It's cool. It's a great, iconic, just, it's just, I, I haven't looked at it in so long, and they showed it, and I was like, that is a fucking cool album cover. She definitely comes off as cool. I forgot. Yeah. I lived through a lot of this. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you were cool my entire yeah, life. Yeah, always cool. And then, um, secondly, uh, the dancing is so important. Like, who she is as a dancer, like, each, there's like an epoch of each of her choreographers and you can see it in her image changing and you can see it in the types of dance that she is doing, the movements that she's doing change as she gets from the like boxy. She not only evolved musically, but she evolved visually and specifically with dance, which is, I think was why she's one of like the few eighties artists who was able to like go through the nineties and be, was there someone before her that was that like, like there's obviously choreography for forever, but like actually like doing like what a choreographer would do for themselves. Like like I'm trying to think of who would be a pop artist that was dancing with that. Michael. Yeah, yeah but Michael, Michael was Michael doing choreography. I guess he would. Yeah. He yeah. was later on, especially. But no, I but mean before like the, before Janet but, certainly before yeah. Janet. Yes, and you know, and it's like well, Paula Abdul was like her first choreographer. Yeah. She choreographed like Nasty Boys and all that stuff, and then went on to do it for herself for her career. But um, in terms of like, uh, yeah, I mean, because obviously, like the. F- person i'm thinking of like is james brown which isn't exactly choreography but it's just like right. very uh, slick uh, yeah. dancing mm-hmm. and uh, like creating your own style yeah of moving yes of moving yeah. right and then that you track then to like the jackson five where you watch like videos of like i don't know if you guys have ever seen videos of them performing dancing machine live yes where it's, it's like the most uh accurate robot <laughs> dance it, like, joe is doing robot arms right yeah. now i wish you guys could all see but it's like it's one of the more impressive dancing uh moves i've ever seen anyway uh and then also the fact that they feature in the package so heavily the song black cat which is not like it's one of like her, her, biggest her most songs, rocking her most rock song because it has a guitar in it sure. like really featured but mm-hmm. that they it features much more pro- prominently in the package in her than, story if, in the package than it does than in, in her life. actual yeah. life. Um, in Janelle Monae's speech, they cut out uh, to one of our favorite parts where she oh, talks yeah. about uh, some people are fine and then some people are Janet Jackson fine. That is nice. Uh, which, you know, yes, doesn't have anything to do with her music. But they kept in Manifesto, which I wrote that with a frowny face. Yeah, that's really too bad. Again, though, I feel the same way about Janelle Monae's speech that I felt about Harry's. I think, And again, you have Janelle Monet, who I is just slightly like, better. I mean, I thought yes. like there oh, I was thought some she was slightly worse. 
Oh, oh interesting. I, I thought, thought was... she's more cool to look at, but I thought it was just sort of like. It was like not. Uh, yeah. it, she was saying all the things, but they were not connecting. The right. my favorite part was the end when she talks about her being her screensaver. That mm-hmm. to me, like yeah. when it ramped up toward the end, she kind of like built a bit of a like um, pace toward the end. But in the beginning, it was that very award show delivery. Even though about thing, and I do. I mean, I think that like talking about like black girl magic, talking about uh, just how important and influential she was to you know, her life, her career, how important representation is. All of this is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that meaningful stuff, stuff but it, it wasn't, um, you yeah, know, connecting. like she is the queen of black girl magic. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I, yeah, I wasn't feeling the connection. Uh, cool. And then in during, let's then jump forward. We talked about Janet's speech a little bit. Uh, I just noted when she thanked the fans, they cut to Brian May, which uh, that was very funny. <laughs> just kind of like looking. Uh, and then the Jimmy and Terry wearing matching hats and sunglasses. The, always. Well, they look exactly the same. Yeah. They I showed could not footage tell them of them from the 80s and then they showed footage of them now, like a cut to them now. I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. they're in a time they kept the look. Uh, and Jimmy Jam uh, liked one of my tweets from the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I showed did. you and we yes. were like, oh, he's already out of here. Because it, this, they, Janet was towards, oh, at, oh yeah, I Jan- now I see what you mean. I thought you meant mm-hmm. afterwards. Janet was towards the end of the actual ceremony, but they put her here third. So uh, once she was done, we suspect, we also looked at their table, it looked like they bounced. You should have went up to that table. Yeah, you're yeah, right. No problem. Been like, I'm back. <laughs> it's me, what? the queen, Janet, the <laughs> queen of black girl magic. I'm the queen of black girl magic. Um, My throne has been taken by Janet Jackson. I'm gonna be like, sir, no. <laughs> we're gonna tase you now. Don't make a scene. <laughs> also, she calls Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis her two dads. And we talked about this on the other one. We don't Which have to get back into it. My but, Two Dads, the show the with Paul Reiser. My Two Dads was a real show. And, that the, and it was like a wild premise. It was like the premise was... <laughs> like, what in the world? They had, two Dads, you can't do that. That, <laughs> that a woman had had two one-night stands and then died 13 years later. <laughs> she should. They did it. How dare yeah. she? They you know, didn't know off to which hell with of her. them was her real dad. So they decided to raise her together. Mm-hmm. So they have two dads and a teenager. And, and like one mom burning in hell. <laughs> <laughs> but like in the concept that it was like my two dads, LOL. Yeah, LOL. That's crazy. You could never funny. have uh, two dads. She calls dads, out Questlove, which is uh, very cool. nice. which is great. And uh, I like the stuff she said about her baby. That was sweet. That was Did you, sweet. Have you seen John Early? do his Janet Jackson thing. No. So, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, spoiler for you if you ever see John Early live. So there's a video that I guess Janet Jackson one time filmed after she had a kid where she's sort of like filming herself really up close and she's mm-hmm. like talking about having a kid and like her next tour and it's really weird and he does like a lip sync to it. Sure. <laughs> and she's, it was so that moment of like this, per- but the difference was that moment she was like probably on some sort of like drugs because she was maybe it wasn't after the baby but some other thing but it was all like a person who's like not totally on earth anymore Uh she has a general spacey vibe these days i mean she's always been very soft spoken which makes you uh like think that uh and she's yeah she just has a very like pleasant glow that you might also associate with someone who's high yes i think that is it yeah 
Her dress she was good. I also at, want to say her dress oh, was yeah, good. Oh, yeah, her dress was gloves, very good. Very fun. Gloves yeah. were fun. Well, she's like, she had a baby at like 52, right? It was like two, year, two years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. I remember when she was nominated in 2016, it was like, or 2017 or one of those, uh, it was like, she will not be able, this is funny now, she will not be able to perform if she gets inducted because she will. Would she be the have, first had pregnant? She would have been the first pregnant nominee. Right, probably. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, wow. Uh, like, yeah. By the numbers would be probably. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine, given how few women uh, <laughs> they nominate and how uh, none of them would ever be young enough to yes. uh, be with a child. Uh, and then the line of the night maybe is induct more women at the end of that speech uh, that Janet gives. I uh, love it, too, when she made everybody stand up. I liked Questlove standing yes. up. Yeah. That was great. Do, uh, and Janelle, it, Janelle made everybody stand up at the end of her speech. Oh, yeah, was that was cool. great, too. Do, is there, like, nonstop standing ovations? Ever, does everyone get a standing mm, ovation? No, I don't think so. I mean, also, we were in the section of the crowd where people are not really standing for much. But, like, maybe maybe on the floor Got it's it. more of a thing. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't we say standing not. ovations were uh, that prevalent. Shall we move on to Roxy music? Sure. Sure. Um, I can't believe we're still talking about this series. <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's more. I know there really is. So the the package package is good. Um, there's you know, and then I thought John Taylor and Simon Lebon. To me, that might be the worst speech of the worst inductor speech of the night. I literally wrote nothing. Oh, they I wrote that they said the word oboes. Yeah, right. Oh, the only thing I wrote from the package is at some point I guess he says each piece of music is a different mood, and he sang it as they did at the time, but it seemed like he was using cool millennial slang yeah right <laughs> they cut they, they had a joke that they flubbed that they cut uh oh yeah they were trying to say like talking about brian eno and they're like and he's always uh on the every crossword puzzle you ever do like three letter name of music producer and then like simon says that and then john says the exact same thing reading from the prompter and then sam's like i already said that <laughs> i'm i'm kind of upset they cut that because it was uh the only thing i really enjoyed from the speech I, you know what though the thing about their speech though it had like a little story to mm-hmm. it i didn't hate it i i didn't hate their speech i think also simon Lebon is very well preserved yeah think. he's been encased in yeah. some sort of special amber yeah mm-hmm. uh, during their speech they cut to someone at stevie's table who has a dog in their bag <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little dog in their bag uh, and then we when we get to brian ferry his in, uh, acceptance speech is very uh boilerplate he he mentions everyone who's ever played with them, uh, including bass play- all the bass players, uh, like John Gustafson, who was originally included with them to be inducted, and then mysteriously was taken away. Like he was on the Rock Hall's website, and then closer to the ceremony, they just like kind of took him off, and it was weird because he was uh, the bass player for yeah. three kind of pivotal albums in the middle of their career. Um, also induct every woman who was ever on a cover of their fucking album man <laughs> i don't know the misogyny of the like the like the casual, casual misogyny yeah. of the 70s was like pretty proudly on display in the package where they're like well we knew that the art direction was in good hands wink wink and i remember <laughs> what during his speech i thought for a moment that he was going to thank all the women who were on the yes. covers i remember that we- yes it uh, did not and then happen. he just thanked the like dudes who photographed those <laughs> women and didn't mention oh. any of those women uh, which you know he should have because they were like an iconic part of their image yeah. and like the, that look and those uh, covers are iconic. Anyway, he he brings up that someone who plays with them currently is named Arthur Agee, and that was one of the boys from Hoop Dreams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get it in there. <laughs> um, so during their performance, they cut 
in every dream home a heartache, which makes which sense because it was really long it was and crazy. So crazy when that started playing. That song like, is super challenging and bizarre. And you blew my mind. It's like, yeah, get that out of here. They start with "Out of the Blue," uh, which and when when they were performing, we were changing seats, so like we kind of missed yeah. some of their or like we weren't paying as much attention. Their performance is really great, yeah. and especially in "Out of the Blue." Uh, was that the violin part? Yes, that, that violin was so cool. That guy, hundred percent rips. That's exactly I what did I wrote not down. See it. So he he's the guy with the with yeah. The, when we yeah, were there, we were there though, we, we did not really, see that. And well, it was clear. You could it was see a clear that. violin. We saw right through it. Um, <laughs> we thought he was just going like this. But there's there's been a lot of press about the fact that Brian Ferry and the guitar player Phil Manzanera and the violin not the violin player the saxophone player Andy McKay all reunited and that every picture of them performing cites those three and talks about those three but i feel bad because eddie jobson who was not an original member but he was the violin and like synth player with them for a long time not only reunited with them not only performed but like fucking tore it up and that violin shit was amazing it was very cool Jimmy Jam was also nodding along. Yeah, I did like it. they cut to him at one point. The drummer's wearing a Roxy Music t-shirt. That's and I, was very and young and young very guy. enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that was kind of funny. Um, and then when they play, so Avalon was part of a medley that they cut more than this. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, Love is the drug. Love is the drug out of and only kept Avalon, which, which is crazy. A strange. But, and I said this, I. Do not like the song Avalon. It is uh, that is a period of Roxy music I am not uh, very into, and yet, and I didn't like it when we were watching it live and watching it or on so you this thought. broadcast. I was like, "Shit, do I like Avalon?" I I I put Avalon on a playlist of songs I like immediately. Yeah, it kicks ass. And also, that, that singer, backup yeah. singer, oh, yeah. do that note, fucking dunking. We liked it. Yeah, it was. I I was really like, oh fuck. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was... There it I, is. I literally wrote, do I like Avalon? <laughs> uh, also, then then they said, there's a song about a sailor. I don't know. You said that, the and end, then I looked it up later, and then I... They play as... I said, this song about the sailor, I like it way more watching it on the rebroadcast, and I see very much how they influence the B-52s. It feels very Was that B-52. the one with the keyboard solo? Probably. All I wrote was, was lady it. playing freaky deaky keyboard solo. Yeah, well, that lady was like the woman yeah. who looked like she was. She from was the, the woman who looked. Yeah, she looks like she was like born born of the, uh, the music. The music. Yeah, like she came out of. Yeah, she's uh, the manifestation of like art school plus Roxy music. Had mm-hmm. a baby. Um. Yeah. So the additions of you maybe is what you're thinking of. Uh, probably. That but was the it last really song they sound- played. Yes. Yes. And it really uh, reminded me of the B52s. And then I was like, man, I hope they put the B. Which, yeah, I, I think that's around the corner. Uh, I got our tickets. You know what else is around the corner? Us going to see the, We're B-52s. Go see the B-52s. It'll excited be about a that. lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you know, Roxy Music, I, because I feel like I've been listening to them a lot because they were part of this year's class. And I've really come to, I've always like appreciated them and understood their significance, but I keep hearing them in every British 80s like song that uh, mm. comes on the radio. Like uh, that band Talk Talk, who have the song "It's My Life," which just sounds like a. It's my life. It sounds like a, they're trying to be Roxy Don't music. You forget. Uh, it has a very it. That's Roxy exactly music. Exactly what it sounds. Like. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, were you playing a recording? Yes. Or and <laughs> From then your like mouth, you had a recording. A, a lot of Duran Duran songs. Like I yeah. think "View to a Kill" sounds exactly like "Out of the Blue." Uh, anyway, Roxy music. I'm glad they're in. I did we. 
I listened back to the moment in our uh, Roxy Music episode with Roy about a year ago where we talk about when are they going to get in? We're like, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years. Wow. It's really cool that they got in. It as just seems earlier than of influential bands of that. I mean, maybe it's just sort of what influenced music. I just sort of like, I'm still surprised that they get in before so many other of those post-punk Eve. And even though they're pre, like yeah. they're like, they have an influence that is somewhat undescribable when you, like you noticed it, but mm-hmm. when you look at the band's, from the early 80s, like Joy Division, New Order, whatever, you're like, oh, well, that's like, people are still doing that right yes. now. And so were the punk bands were yeah. kind of trying to do Roxy music too. I mean, Love is the Drug sounds like a proto talking head song. Yeah. Yes, very uh, much so. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, interesting to map just the any influence. song that begins with just, you know, heels clicking down a road. <laughs> oh you can owe a it. Car door you can, shutting. <laughs> you can draw the line back to our boys and Roxy music. Uh, yeah, I think because I'm spending a lot of time with these artists who are being inducted, like I'm hearing their influence a lot. I heard uh, a Muse song on the radio yesterday, and I was like, "These guys want to be Radioheads so fucking yeah. bad." One of the and I had not really uh, been able to articulate that. Muse until... is still on the radio. Yeah, they're huge. I'm like, like K Rock, and like Wait, they're really? one of the few. They're huge. Yeah, right now, Muse. I think they've stayed huge ever since they've been huge. Yeah, here in America. Yeah, yeah. they like headlined Coachella. The only time I went to Coachella, and I was like, Muse, and then they've stayed. Muse. I I I once wrote. <laughs> I'm shocked. I I once wrote a piece years ago that Radiohead exists in the '90s. They've made two popular albums. And then they didn't want to make that music anymore, but people still wanted that music. So as a result, the Muse, more rock focused. Yeah. So stuff, that as a result, yeah. Muse took the rock stuff, and Coldplay took the high and dry ballad stuff, and both yeah. were able to be giant bands doing what Radiohead discard, discarded. Yeah. And then Radiohead was still able to be Radiohead. That uh-huh. is accurate. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. What is a Muse song? The song that I was <laughs> listening to was it's called like Black Holes and Revelations or something. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Oh, it's not like I listened to me. I never no, liked it. But, but Muse had a song that was big when I knew who they were, though, in the, like the early 2000s. They have right? like, there's that one song that's like, it, it, I'm going to use the word galloping again, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, doom, 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 and it's yeah. like, uh, they will not contain us. They oh, yes, will yes, yeah, be we will, we, victorious. victorious. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. That song's. I remember that's the song I remember and isn't the muse guy married to someone famous and then there's mad 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 oh yeah yeah that's muse too okay all right that's enough I'm done singing muse songs can we please talk about radiohead that's why I brought this up their package I just think it's very funny that they're very popular and I did not know yeah, no, that is funny. Uh, the package is like a freaking movie. It's really long, and it like goes through so many different things, and you're like, we've been at this a, a while, and we haven't even gotten to like uh, Kid A yet. You know, they spend like a lot of time in like the early... Kate Hudson. He has a kid with Kate Hudson. Oh, no oh, shit. Oh, really? That's, yeah. her, that's her second rock star. Yeah. Well, you're calling the guy from the Black Crows a rock star? Yeah, yeah. Chris Robinson, no, no doubt. No dude. way, man. No doubt, dude. <laughs> um, Sorry. Anyway, the package with Radiohead is really great. And yeah, it's like, it makes me like Radiohead rules. I mean, you knew yeah. they were, but they. The package is long and it's in depth and it just reminds you of how much they kick actual ass. And how lucky that drummer is. They, <laughs> he was the only drummer they knew. Yeah. Phil Selway. When they cut out in his speech yeah, where he was speech, like, he, he was like, hey, listen, I wasn't like the only drummer that they knew. <laughs> I was more like the only drummer. Oh, I see. The the thing that is interesting from both the package and the speech is 
you see the narrative of Radiohead ending at In Rainbows. So, like, everything after In Rainbows, though they seem like still a relevant band, In Rainbows is, like, the end, and now they're just sort of a band. Like, they now will be popular, but they are not, like, a contemporary talked-about thing in the same way as In Rainbows was some sort of peak. Like oh, the, interesting. Like, the package ends, and, and then they were rock stars forever. And then <laughs> yeah. and even Dave Byrne's speech, and then they did In Rainbows, and they cut to, and now here's... Yeah. Like, yeah. They put out, like, four albums. Yeah. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody talking about King of Limbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, The Dance. Was that right. The, that, oh, that yeah. Was the dance. That yeah. was The Dance. Yeah. Uh, the package is good. David Byrne's speech, it seemed like, was more rambly, and they did cleverly cut out a lot of asides and stuff. Uh, he could not stand still my man david byrne you gotta gotta plant (laughs) you gotta plant your feet and just look at the damn camera dude he is is yeah he was kind of like a nervous kid giving a speech it was weird he was looking everywhere and i noticed it when we were there and it's very for sure he was almost it was almost like a pendulum or something or like a metronome with the way he was like going they should let them have hand like you should just have walked across back and forth yeah give him a hand TED Talk style. Yeah, right. That's so funny. Uh, they they used also to give them a podium. They, now it's just a microphone. Yeah, I liked it when they gave them a podium. It maybe it. calms some people's nerves. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, yeah. You don't know what to do with your hands. Yeah. Well, and they cut his make, that joke Him that I like. Making fun of the song Radiohead. Yeah, he's like, I'm flattered that they that they based their band name off of one of my songs. But, but why, why that Radiohead? One? <laughs> that one's and a he, weird one. He calls it a Tex-Mex ditty, and I was like, that is such it's an weird, apt yeah. description mm-hmm. of the song Radiohead, and I agree. So this part of the ceremony is obviously very short. We get Phil Selway and, and Ed O'Brien coming up there. Oh yeah, and they cut your favorite part. Wait, no, they kept it? Did I they think they kept it, it where uh, the, the, like, I wish the others would be yeah. here because they'd be feeling it, kind of alluding to the fact that like they didn't really get, nobody really got, nobody from Radiohead truly understood what was going to happen at this thing. And they, I think they kind of thought it was like going to be the Grammys or something. Uh, and yeah, it's, and it's a big fucking deal yeah. is another great line from, from their speeches. Yeah, and I like when they talk about how they're not a media-friendly band, too. That... And then Robert Smith laughed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, they cut yeah. to Robert Smith like giving a knowing look. Uh yeah, I mean, unfortunately, not a ton going on in the this Radiohead section. It was just so, I would watch that package again, though. It's it great. just yeah. it just hypes me up. It, and again, it's just like that is an era of my life that yeah. music was so important. It was shaping the kind of music that I would like and the men I would be attracted to. I do, I do, <laughs> it does say life, that like how good these packages are. Of like, we all know the Radiohead story, and like we li- like. The invention of it is a famous thing we know, but and that they tell the story in a way that's not boring or waters it down. Like, mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you actually they did a good job of finding interviews with them where you actually feel like th- at the times so you get a sense of how exciting it was for them. Like, and then I guess I learned how to use computers or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was interesting too, like how young they were. I mean, this band fucking formed in high school that they were like, we put out Pablo Honey uh, to just try to see if we could make a song, and then suddenly. Mm-hmm. We were famous. No, they they formed in college. What did they form was in it, college? I think well, I was British is in British high school. Oh, college. secondary school. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't now. know. They were young listen, though. Guys, I've lived abroad. I'm, oh boy, I here can, we go. I can probably here we translate go. for here you. Here we go. They do say college is high school there, and then university is what we would I'm call college. That, yes. Now a biscuit is a cookie, and a lift is an elevator. I think one of the the two kind of consistent themes and through lines with all these inductees is starting very young. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, like we have that footage of Janet when she's a little kid, and like Stevie, kind of the same, was was very young. Uh, that little boy drummer. 
Yeah, the little boy drummer and Roxy music. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, I mean, how old were Roxy when they? They're they, probably the ones they were probably that started, the ones that started in their out early twenties. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, because they met in art school. Yes, right. And then Radiohead, the same thing. Like they, they were but art university. They were young. <laughs> uh, still school. No, what the school hell? Yeah, other than art college. Yeah, they don't have the word school in Britain. <laughs> yeah. um, but the Cure started very young. Um, Def Leppard, we see like yeah, they yeah. like got famous super young. Yeah. Um and yeah, all, all these bands uh got started very young and also there's a a huge producer presence with a lot of these artists like that is crucial in a way that it's not always crucial with artists like Nigel Godrich with Radiohead is so important mm-hmm. to what they accomplished and Jimmy Jam Jimmy and Terry Jam Lewis and for TL. Janet Jackson and Jimmy Iovine for Stevie Nicks and Mutt Lang Mutt. especially for Def Leppard uh there's you know huge uh presences and uh influences with these bands and artists sounds that we don't get all the time you know there's a lot of artists who go through producers and you know with different albums and stuff but the you could make a case that a lot of the people that i mentioned could have been inducted with these artists jimmy ivy not been inducted no seems wild they don't i mean like in terms of the non-performer category there's well, just like not a lot of he's people pretty inducted. defiant it's hard to, <laughs> yeah. hard, hard to pin him down you can't yeah he's defiant he's, yeah he's defiant. they've asked and he's like yeah. uh sorry <laughs> i have to defy i must defy expectations um so then we had let's the, get to the really important part the in memoriam who the hell is the, <laughs> the ticket, ticket queen, queen. <laughs> Yeah, they, what is the ticket queen? They really include you include the fucking ticket queen, and you do not have time for an Aretha Franklin tribute. You pieces of actual shit. Worst part, I'll yeah. be mad about this forever. Yeah. I will never not be mad about it. I'm mad about it again. I was mad about this two days ago when we were taping this, and, and you're now still on I'm fire. mad all again. Yeah, you're ablaze. I'm so pissed off. It just also sucks. It would have been a good time to have it. Like, regardless of that, they should have had it. Yeah. It's just like the show. This is like when it's going to start dragging. Yeah. Janelle Monae out there who's there and has performed Aretha songs recently. Have her fucking sing something. Just make my prediction. I forgot about where my Carol King, and then Carole you like King George is, Michael comes back so, to life no, or something. Yeah, George <laughs> Michael comes back to life. They sing when the river, uh, the us knew you were waiting for me. The duet. Uh, Michelle Obama is right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Truly, a million people would have been happy to do it and would have yeah. crushed, and it would have been the best moment of the ceremony. What a it, you uh, know, like truly missed and whiffed opportunity. And, and you know what they could have to me. They they ended up not putting the fucking singles category at all yeah. in the HBO broadcast, it, but they made time for that thing, which seems fucking doomed. Like, if it doesn't make the broadcast, like, who knows if that thing's even going to be well, happening Stevie, in years. Stevie, y- your little bar band trifecta. Let's kick his ass. <laughs> I just can't believe you're gonna do you. You're gonna let us listen to that dirge of Black Hole Sun last year. I think that's honestly, three if, and if a I half can minutes. make sense of what's going, what why they didn't do it is that there were fucking seven inductees and a lot to get through this year. Two versus let them play such long songs. You let Stevie have thirty-seven minutes, thirty-eight minutes. They were in a meeting, and someone's like. If it has to be brought up, or they should be fired for not even thinking of it, which is crazy. Yeah. So then it was brought up, and they had a reason, and that reason, no matter what they said, was incorrect. Right? Yeah. They probably, they're probably like, "Look, it's already so long. We'll do it." And the that's, fact that Questlove couldn't like 
make that happen. Yeah. Well, I can't, does like the voting body, they don't get to produce the show. Do they? <laughs> no, a thousand people collectively don't get to by committee, uh, produce the show. No. Uh, they snuck Nipsey Hussle into the In Memoriam, which was nice because he died a few days after the ceremony. Oh, that but is seriously, nice. who the hell is the ticket queen? <laughs> Remind us. That's one of the people was just a lady, and it said under her name, Ticket, ticket queen. queen. Yeah, she was like with the Stones and like Paul McCartney and like a bunch of uh, huge acts, like kind of revolutionized uh, the ticketing industry. I think so, and like the the idea of VIP tickets and stuff. <laughs> I don't. I think so. She's I mean, honestly, that is incredibly influential. Mm-hmm. Like if she did that, yeah. yeah. One person was like, "What if we have these people in there?" I don't know. They're very important. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah, I think she did. I and think, who I would think... we call the person who was in charge of all of them? Would we call them the ticket master? Perhaps. <laughs> well, are they a woman? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. She's the ticket. Queen. Oh, yes, so sorry. She's the queen. Oh my god. Let's talk about the ticket zombies. Mistress? The zombies. Uh, it's it's fun, and we find out in their. <laughs> Uh, package that they won a recording contract from a contest and we learned this information from I guess an interview with Tom Petty (laughs) (laughs) not really understood and also it's like they won a contest they go into a studio and they're like well I guess we should write a song so we whip up she's not there how about one of the great songs of all time yeah we just went away came back and wrote it and I was like what oh okay you guys are geniuses cool they were 16 at this point yeah another group that started yeah very very young babies um and then little uh, babies with good glasses and uh, say it you think they're hot i really do i find i, <laughs> young I really zombies? find the young zombies very hot uh, that's very true young zombies is if zombies wasn't the name of a band young zombies would be a funny oh, for be sure. pretty good yeah uh anything else with the package i thought Susanna hoff's speech was uh better in the cut better in the broadcast we in yeah. in person we were kind of like we were maybe a little tired and like it wasn't really hitting us, but it, we liked it a lot better in the in the cut. And I th- I said this last time. I, I, it's I think part of it is she is so incredibly attractive and yeah. she's like so photogenic and, and captivating. She's so captivating, and then she's also clearly very happy. Yes, when she's delivering yes. the speech, and so watching a beautiful person be happy is just nice. We well, like also, it. We like it when hot people are happy. Well, I think yeah. it's also like on TV. It's a close up of her instead of like yeah from, yeah, and it's ex- it really is like what is how is this? And then she says she's sixty. Yeah, and it is in the crowd. Like it, it takes the crowd a second because she she doesn't think that's going to be a pop, and she's just kind of like going she's on like, living and her life. Now and then everyone self, everyone and screams. Like, it, like it, you can't hear it, but like truly, everyone gasped in the room, and then starts applauding, <laughs> and then and the cut they cut to John McEnroe. <laughs> Like, <laughs> they cut to John McEnroe being like, damn. Uh, also, during her speech, we find out that uh, Michael J. Fox is there, who yeah. we didn't get a cut to uh, until this point. Uh, the second ceremony Maybe that I know of. Through. No Tom Hanks this year. That we know of, but he's still credited as a producer. Yeah, but it'd be weird if he was there and they didn't cut yeah, to him. Yeah, you would want to cut to him bopping Maybe his head he during time of the season. Maybe he had a bad haircut or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably <laughs> it. Don't cut to me. Well, he, yeah, there's a recent picture of him looking crazy. Oh, really? He went to Coachella. No, he went to the, oh, right. the country music Coachella because uh, Rita Wilson, his wife, yes. his wife was performing. What? Oh, interesting. So he, she, and so they're all get up and he has like a giant white beard and white hair that looks like the texture of a beard. Oh, weird. Huh. So maybe he's 
Maybe he's shy. You know, if you think about it, <laughs> he's camera shy. Coach Coachella sounds more like a country music festival, like a coach <laughs> wagon really or something. Then stagecoach. Yeah. Oh, stagecoach. Is that the? Yeah. That's the one. Okay. So the cool. coach part. That's what it is. Yeah. There you go. Put me in coach Coachella. <laughs> I'm ready uh, to play. That's Ella. a good parody song. That's a that's a parody sketch somewhere. Uh, everybody from the zombies gave a speech, um, but they only kept Rod Argent and Colin Bloomstone, which is probably the right move. Yeah. Uh, Arjun's speech is the, the better one I mean he's the one who talked for a long time And then Colin was like thank you And then yeah. Hugh Grundy was like oh, I've got a hat uh, And then they all uh, Played but Oh yeah they uh, They did the thing where British people talk about seeing Elvis mm-hmm. yes. It was so cool I mean it just <laughs> uh, I said that that speech it, though is it, the, the, I mean that I part like, where he talks about how Elvis changed his life and then they found out that he there was, was on yeah, that part's jukebox. cool but I, or, I think that's yes right. you don't I, well the part where the I rolled my eyes so much at the beginning of telling another British person seeing Elvis story <laughs> because but England didn't get they only got Elvis right yeah like you had they had a look for the people that influenced Elvis so mm-hmm. like the worst part of how racist rock and roll start is they didn't even know. They're just like, oh, yeah, white people invented rock and roll. Thank yeah. you, white people of another yeah. country. Yeah, I can We gave thing. you America, and in return, you give us Elvis. <laughs> right. Um, and then they cut the part, uh, one of our favorite parts, which was that the night of the induction was oh, fi- yeah. 50 years to the date when time of the season went to number one. Pretty crazy. crazy. I also just I was thinking the thing that I liked about it was the idea of them coming to America for the first time at age eighteen. Like people don't take people weren't taking gap years at this time. You know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. wasn't just like international culture wasn't uh, (laughs) as prevalent. I you know people hadn't like me. You know how I studied abroad. I lived abroad. I've been I've been to Europe. I've gone. I mean I've actually been to many continents if you think about it. But you know when they played uh, time of the season. Uh, they did. We didn't notice that they had. Uh, they were doing these oh, lame the little clap. Oh, that, and, the clap! It was cute. Was so in the, in the room, the it, did, it did not register they were doing that. No. But then on the cut, you can definitely adorable. see they're doing it. The like clap. you guys are, you guys are having a fun little time with your little group. Uh, and they did tell her no, and she's not there. They cut. This will be our year. Um, which mm. I. Well, it was weird because the time of the season, they did time of the season first, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the song. It really feels like they're warming up. In the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The singing. Yeah. Kind of like, hmm. It was like, not. I thought if they were going to cut something, that would have been it. But, but you can't cut their biggest song. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, that when he talks about um, Elvis being an alien super being, they cut in the audience to Janelle Monet, <laughs> which that seems like an intentional that's a, cut. That's, a that's, cut. that's an intentional yeah. cut to me. Uh, shout yes. Yeah, so oh, and also fucking Rod Argent on the keyboards yes. is killing it. Keyboard solo exclamation point. He is so <laughs> He's good. Really good. Well, and, and I see why in the package a... they're like we were a keyboard band. We weren't really a guitar band. We were primarily a keyboard band. And I'm like, say what? What's even say a keyboard what? band? Then and like, then I was oh, like, the this is what a keyboard <laughs> band is, baby. And a, I like it. A great keyboard player. Yeah. He's so good. Really, really awesome. And yeah. like. It it brought that to life for me. It really mm-hmm. lit it up. Was that what was the? Where did they go in the live performance? What um, order? Where were they in the? Order? Oh, this was now we're we are back to normal. So at the remember it was the zombies were second to last, and then Def Leppard. Okay, and then so, the, this so is, they they reoriented they, at this point. They had two drummers. I wrote that down. I wrote two old drummers because movie they, idea. They were they were <laughs> <laughs> well. They were letting the original drummer, who probably doesn't have it anymore, uh, play yeah, was, with their actual yeah, uh, touring drummer, so that uh, you know they had a backup plan while they let 
old Hugh Grundy sit back <laughs> in with them because they don't tour with that bass player and the drummer anymore. Because mm. uh, I think they just don't. I feel like I I listened to the in bass one player. In their speeches, did they talk about how it's so nice to be back with their best friends? Was that this wow. year? Was that that? I don't know. I think that <laughs> nice. I do. I think that the Let's bass player was that. like, these guys are my best friends and I'm so oh, yes, yeah, they did. That, right. He did. He mm-hmm. said, these guys are my best friends and I'm so happy to be playing with them again. And That's I really was sweet. like, yeah. And then they cut it. Um, also, that dude's bass said, this is a piano on it. <laughs> that's what it said. I couldn't figure I out. I think that's what it said. That's very funny. I think it funny. said bad wolf on it. They all Wild. A bad wolf or a deaf leopard? Let's talk about them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Congrats. Um, Congrats. The, uh, the package with deaf leopard, I feel like we couldn't really hear at the ceremony because people yeah. were losing their minds screaming. <laughs> but that package like, is great. Yeah. I, it does I mean, what a package opens, should do. It, t- it, gets, it makes you think deaf leopard is good. Uh, Which it, they are. It opens, <laughs> it opens with the most appropriate phrasing of who they are, a musical can of beer. <laughs> That's what he says. We just wanted to be a musical can of beer. And, and I was like, like oh, and you perfect. succeeded. Well you did done. it. You are a musical can of beer. Well Congratulations. Done, Chaps. Um, and the, then uh, something I lads, had missed was that. Lads. They say lads too sometimes. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, they're the lovable lads from Sheffield, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the that he wanted to be Mark Bolin, that uh, Joe Elliott wanted to be Mark Bolin from T Rex. I didn't pick up on that when we were there, uh, and T Rex is still not in. So bodes well for them. Could be, except that next year is when we induct only women. Yeah, it's the rules. There's the rules. Sorry, <laughs> that's the rules. Twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it remained me nostalgic. Twenty twenty. For- <laughs> Let's induct and elect women. How mm-hmm. about that? Induct elect. What women. do you say? Mm. <laughs> oh, all right, Jesse. Damn. One or the other. No, uh, this is unrelated. <laughs> it made me miss the VH1 movie. I feel like my <laughs> hysteria, hysteria colon the Def Leppard story. My relationship with Def Leppard is just that movie, which mm-hmm. I think was good and had one scene of them having to do a guitar part over and over again. Well, there is there is a scene. Well, Anthony Michael Hall plays Mutt Lang. Uh, and he makes Joe Elliott do uh, bring it on the heartbreak, get higher and higher. Yeah. And he's like, I can't bloody do it. And he's like, you're going to keep going higher and then they they hit it and they all cheer and then they're like and then this scene is the entirety of behemoth rhapsody yeah i was gonna say like there's no way that movie that vh1 original movie is any worse than Bohemian no, rhapsody. I Bohemian rhapsody is a vh1, VH1 movie. Movie i haven't that seen rocks. either of them but no thanks <laughs> yeah no that's the accurate <laughs> response i mean the story about rick allen lose uh not losing his arm but uh is celebrating his 16th birthday yeah. on stage opening for acdc that's like so fucking wild these kids were like well we'll either go work in the mines or we'll become international <laughs> rock yeah. stars uh-huh. it's fucking great that they truly have like a, a legit working class background yeah. and is that they awesome. legit are all still in the band yeah right well or no mostly? someone um, died yeah uh steve clark who like wrote all the like iconic riffs died um and then pete willis who was like a huge drug addict they kicked him out of the band but very like in a very generous move gave him publishing rights on pyromania which uh, he didn't have a ton to do with. Yeah, I just mean like they didn't. Do, there's no like drama. They're like, well, yeah, we're yeah, there's no drama. But that's, like, not, the, to me, like that's the person the, died in the nice arm. Shit. That's not drama. That's the most to dramatic me. thing no, no, to I mean, ever happen. The arm is dramatic, but I don't mean. I mean like was interpersonal torm- yeah. turmoil. Yeah, I'm talking about sure. turmoil. They've I'm always, about they've always shit, had each know? other's backs. Uh, here's the thing about the arm thing. Two, two, two points. One. 
Yeah. He loses his arm, and then the next song they play is Pour Some Sugar on Me, which is the easiest drum part in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and second, uh, do you think they would be in if he didn't lose his arm? That makes <sighs> them rock and roll. So, truly. It's, I think, the craziest rock and roll story and the maybe greatest rock and roll comeback that he continued to yes. be their drum their drummer. Um, and that they waited for him. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. Patrick they Fabian got me really on board with, like them being cool guys, <laughs> because they waited. They could have gone on and like recorded. They, their record company was like pressuring them. They were like, "No, we have to wait." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with that, I, 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 it's hard to imagine. It's a completely different world. Him having this arm. It's a but. Like that movie isn't made if he has his arm because I'm like, well, yeah. Where's your yeah, yeah Act Three plot point or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Where's the uh, all Turning lost point. moment? Yeah, yeah. Where's the cat you need to save? <laughs> right. Um, no, I mean that like really puts it over the top. Uh, that that story, it's just so great. Then we don't every... have the Bloodhound Gang. If we if <laughs> every time that 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 comeback story is mentioned in the room, and you kind of get a sense of it uh, in the cut in the HBO cut, but even more so, like. People, that's like standing ovation yes. material. Like when every time it's mentioned, both in the package and when Joe Elliott uh, mentions it in the speech. Uh, but let's talk about Brian May for a little bit. Uh, let's talk about his choice of words, that big, juicy bass line and those huge, fat drums. Oh, and my fucking throbbing <laughs> rock and roll cock. <laughs> When yeah. I uh, when I was in college, we used to call the movie line. Did I ever say, when my big fat Greek wedding was playing? And the way that the movie the movie phone guy would say it, he would say, "My big fat Greek wedding." Oh boy, <laughs> very, that's what that reminded mm-hmm. me of. I thought his speech was pretty good. I don't like him or Queen, so I'm like, yeah. so I was like, this speech is good considering I was planning on not liking it. You yeah, don't I've... like Queen? Do you think they should be at number four hundred and ninety-eight yes. or whatever? I read that list. It's like, I get it. They're bad. Their no. critics were right. No, just because they're popular, we decided to backwards engineer that they unreal. Were good. No. They are good. They're, they're good. I, everything Vulture <laughs> Prince, I support. And that is number one. They're, queen sucks. No. They should not be queen. They should be peasant. Wow. That's, uh, anyway, Queen is undeniable and have so many great songs. Yeah, uh, and, and the greatest front man of all time. Uh, so, I, yeah, Brian May, though, I do have mixed feelings about because like he personally hired Brian Singer. And like it just seems like not a great dude. I don't know. Uh, his did he say it just because of the Brian's? He's like, I, yeah, it's a, br- it's a Brian thing you wouldn't understand is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, also, just really looping back quickly to the package, speaking of loop, he's wearing in the picture that they show from him, from the band celebrating their 16th birthday on the ACDC stage, um, one of the members of the band is wearing a WLUP t-shirt, which is, which a, is Chicago a Chicago classic, classic rock, rock station that has been around for forever. And just to see the loop, lo- it's called the loop, WLUP. And it's a, it's just like yeah. an icon. It's like, and it's also, it's a very teenager thing of like, I got a shirt. I'm going to wear it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so funny. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> Uh, I, I like that Brian May said I wouldn't have let anyone else do this in terms of inducting yeah, them, which is like sweet. And like the story about Joe Elliott saving his life is also uh, kind of about don't get fat and keep your hair. Yeah. yeah, there also was a very long shot of John Mulaney looking behind him. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Who look, I love him? John. It's I guess he's one of the more famous people there. I right. Well, Cheryl Crow, <laughs> Cheryl Crow, John Mulaney, yeah, Michael J. Fox, Mick Fleetwood, and so John McEnroe. I feel like if I was John Mulaney, I would not go. 
If you had it, like, I would... Wait, if, what? If you're John oh. Mulaney... Yes. I think it'd be fine to go to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but to go where you have to be sh- on camera? Oh, I mean, I guess that's just what you... That's part that's of the bargain. If you, wanna, if you want to have good seats on the on the floor. And a dinner. And a nice lobster dinner. I don't know that yeah, it's lobster. Yeah, if you want to sit, uh, <laughs> sit among, among the greats and then those who paid to be near the greats. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite understand Joe Elliott's hair. Uh, yeah, what do you think that is? It seems real, but it also it just it I think also he might feels have like extensions. Yeah, if you like pull pull on a thread, everything will come apart. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. Also, Phil Collin not wearing a shirt he's under the his jacket. Terif- he's very scary to he me. He's jacked I as hell. I genuinely am afraid of. We him. act like Simon Gallup was cut. I mean, yeah, Phil Collin no. looks like he works out uh, nonstop. He also looks like he would be mad. <laughs> he just looks angry to me. He's like he's very making steroids. Scary. Yeah, or you could see what you don't want to see a person like I know what you look like, Matt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, I will admit I fell asleep during this speech. Okay, fair, fair <laughs> I enough. woke up when they started cheering about his arm thing. Yeah, which was uh, the most extended applause break and like moment at the ceremony. I thought it was and cool that like, he tears cried. Up. Because yeah. like this has been I your love whole it. thing. I know, it's... but it's but it's a moment of recognition yeah. and like how far we've come. And remember this crazy fucking thing that isn't that crazy to you anymore because you've been living with it for so long. But like it's nuts, and like we, here we are applauding. Also, he plays the drums barefoot. I was gonna say his feet must be crazy. calloused. <laughs> yeah, I wrote <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I wrote. They must be calloused to the bone. <laughs> well, and most drummers, you know, like have really awesome like upper body strength, but he's mm-hmm. managed to cross train. It's I it's hard to play drum. It's like driving without shoes on. It's like it, you need more grip. Mm-hmm. But he must yeah. have um maybe he's like got beast weird from grippy, X-Men feet. Uh, t- maybe he's got weird grippy pedals too. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah, vibram. Probably, you probably uh, got a lot of those pedals. I mean, state, every, state of the art. if you're going to start to, yeah, uh, you know, personalize your drum set, just do it uh, to every little thing you need. You I'm don't have glad arm. that they caught hysteria. Oh, that of course. Was like yeah, that such, was we saw good... that coming from a mile away. It was the only three songs that this set should be are Rock of Ages, Photograph and Pour Some Sugar on Me. That is a killer set. And they killed it. Joe loves the song Photograph, and I don't really like the song Photograph. It's really great. I think it's a perfect rock You know pop what? Song. Also, and I don't like the song Pictures of You by The Cure. Maybe I just have like a, you, you, a photo. You have thing. a problem with... Uh, yeah. I, I don't like Pour Some Sugar on Me. I think... It's overplayed. It's, it's hard just sort of to, like it's... I, I guess you, it's fine. You notoriously hate strip clubs. Yeah, I, 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 I do. <laughs> I I one time went to a strip club, and I had a... I had a sullen look in my face, and a stripper came to me, and she's like, "What's the matter?" And I was like, "I, I you're all lying. It's all everyone's lying." Oh boy! Whoa! And oh she's my like, "God, holding Caulfield over here!" I know. And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, I'm like, look, I don't curtain. like we had a nice conversation about it, <laughs> but just sort of the energy of it was, you know." I- uh, see when and like dudes be like yeah, this is like yeah. I mean strip clubs <laughs> it's very funny because do you think that they wrote that song to be played in strip clubs like do you think when they were in the no. like they believed it. they're like hmm what does it mean because is it champagne it sounds like shake the bottle shake the bottle take a bottle shake, shake it, it up. up break the bubbles break it up I think it's because champagne is like a sugary. Uh, of the alcohols, right? Because if I were to say... I think it might just be... I cannot believe we're talking about this, but, like, I think it might just be, like, you know, like... give me No, like, give me your loving. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, like sweetness. Well, that's what it sounds not like. Like, come, like, come, yes, but not... Come, yes. 
<laughs> Kristen Stuttered, 2019. 2020, elect more women. <laughs> yeah. Come no, induct more women. Uh yeah, uh, Joe Elliott high fives someone in the crowd. That's kind of funny. Uh, Chris Jericho from the WWE <laughs> yep. is Thank in the crowd. Chris Jericho, and he's freaking living. Yeah, I, you know he's there for Def Leppard. To <laughs> me, watching them sing Pour Some Sugar on Me, I was like, yeah, this song is fucking iconic. It's it's good. In the crowd, we were fist pumping, and like they have <laughs> they have the best like call and response songs. Like their their fucking songs are meant for them to say something, and you fucking yell what something back. Call some sugar. Pour, they go pour some sugar. On me and the audience goes okay. No, it's like <laughs> well, step inside, in walk this way. You and me, babe. Hey, hey. There's like a yeah, lot of that. There's a lot of that, and again, I to me like. Pour Some Sugar on Me is one of those songs that reminded me of like when Carl Tart was on our podcast and he was talking about how when his dad was growing up in the 80s watching uh, music videos waiting for like Michael Jackson or, or Prince, Prince or, or whatever, whatever, how he just by proxy had to watch like Duran Duran videos. And so he knows all that shit. Yeah. And I feel that feels like how like universal pour some sugar on me is because that it was at a time when you couldn't niche or compartmentalize music in that mm-hmm. way. Like yeah. this music was so it was, popular. And it was this everywhere. Was if everywhere. you wanted to listen to music, you were going to hear Everybody that song. Everybody knows it. It, it is, is music. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is rock. No, it's like, well, it is okay, rock music. Okay. It is in the idea. It is rock music. <laughs> it's like uh, sweet home Alabama. These are just like the songs. Yeah. It is just a, a part of the canon, not just of music, but dot, dot, dot of life. Uh, <laughs> but it's like uh, if you're doing a package and it's in the 80s, you could like a car will be driving by and it'd play Portion mm-hmm. Sugar. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, it's the 80s version of that Buffalo Springfield song. Yeah. For what it's worth, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yes. pour some sugar on me is the for what it's worth of the 80s. It is because it's how you set the time yeah. period. Yes, though. and how, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Someone drives movie. up and they're playing that and you're like, I know it's who that guy 80s. is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know when we are. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, can we also say, though, that on when he was performing uh, on the broadcast, I was like, oh, the falsetto Doesn't does sound not sound so no, good. No, 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 no. But in the room, we in were like, In the room, we were like, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're crushing it. Wow. Yeah, they sounded good. Um, and then let's talk about the jam. They bring out Ian Hunter from Mott the Hoople, uh, who, which I would not know unless I had listened to you guys talk about how they brought up brought out this guy do they only call him ian do they only say ian hunter in the in the yeah. cut they don't say mott the Hoople? no yeah well mott the Hoople was like a huge influence on uh def leppard do they have any other songs besides all the, song all the all the way to memphis that you might understand that you might like understand that you might all recognize the way to but ian memphis. hunter solo wrote uh and performed a little song called cleveland rocks <gasps> oh Okay. <laughs> you guys both had a wow. reaction like, Jesse no way. really was delighted, though. Yeah, that it was... wasn't a Mott the Hoople song, but it, that is Ian, an Ian Hunter song, Cleveland Rocks. So, I mean, like... I thought that was a Drew Carey song. I'll I thought sure. it was... It, it, Cheap Trick just... No, it's Presidents of the United States of America covered it for the Drew Carey uh, theme song. Wow. Yeah. I... Man, I don't know who... Uh, I also was asking, I used to think, I thought Mott the Hoople was like a guy. Like, he is Mott, he's the Hoople. Like, like Cage the Elephant. Yeah. Yes. No, but <laughs> Like no, Portugal the no, Man. No, Portugal the Man, yes. Yeah. What's a Hoople? That's what I'd see. We, we looked, looked it up, up and it's like a literary thing. It's like a lot of those of bands back movie. then. It's the name of a book. It's the name of a book from the 60s that not a lot of people read. No, I think it was, it wasn't an older book. No. From okay. the 1860s. 
Oh, Mott the Hoople. I'll look it up again. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I feel like this could be setting up a Mott the Hoople induction for next year. It'll be in Cleveland next year. Open the ceremony with Cleveland Rocks. Come on, guys. I don't know. I I know that song. And even at the beginning of the song, it's like, this is what song is this? And then they do the thing. And you're like, this is cool. But for all the young dudes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was but originally it also published like in 1966. Like, exactly. I had a problem with it it's because just... they didn't bring everybody out. I'm glad they cut the part where Joe Elliott is like, we usually do a jam, but we're doing something classier where we only bring out... He didn't say that, but he no. said, we're doing something classier this yeah, year. It was, it was exactly and then it was just exactly the same thing. But without... Yeah, and it was Ian Hunter and Def Leppard and Brian May and Little Steven and Susanna Hoffs, Rod Argent, Collins, Bloomstone from The Zombies, and uh, Phil Van Zanera from... Roxy Music, who we didn't notice when we were in the ceremony. So, Mott the Hoople is a 1966 novel by Willard Manis, now out of print and best remembered as providing the name for a British rock group of the 70s. Well, okay. There you fucking go. Well, this also, like, are most of the jams... No, I guess I was about to say most of the jams, they play, like, 1950s, like, rock and roll songs. But no, because that most famous one is While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and that well, is famously not, a Beatles song. That's oh. also not a jam. But that's not oh, a that jam. Was in, oh, that was in mm-hmm. George was Harrison's thing? Yeah. In my head, that was the end yeah. of that episode. No. Episode. Uh, so, <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, usually it's it's uh, if an artist, like, uh, famously oh, the free roll. covered free roll. something. Yeah, yeah. Like, so with Pearl Jam, it was Keep on Rocking in the Free World. Uh, for t- 2016, which you watched with us, it was Ain't That a Shame, mm. which Cheap Trick had a hit with, Got even it. though it's a Fats Domino song. Uh, obviously, when Ringo was there, they just played a bunch of Beatles songs. Because you got a chance to play Beatles songs. Yeah. Well. yeah, and they had Paul McCartney come out too, right? Yeah, yes. The, and the, literally everyone who was there was like, yeah, I'm going to play with Ringo. <laughs> like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'm going to play with Ringo. Uh, so yeah, it, it depends. Uh, this was an interesting, an, an unexpected choice. Stevie didn't come back out. I, Stevie might have been gone. We know Janet was gone. I, I think a lot, a lot of those people from the beginning of the ceremony. And like, can you just imagine anyone from the Cure wanting to be a part of a jam? <laughs> they barely wanted to be there to begin with, <laughs> and then were uh, happily Learning surprised to but... learn the lyrics of a song. Yeah. Uh. I love The Cure, though. They did such a great job. Are they touring right now? They are. It's the 30th anniversary of Disintegration. So oh, they're, they're Are we going to go to that? If they do it here, yeah. They, they're like in Europe right now, and they're, they, I, didn't, I don't think they have any American dates uh, scheduled just yet, but I think they're going to come. Well, if you need me to translate um, any like European websites or whatever. <laughs> oh, I've heard you studied abroad. I have. I, and I also lived abroad, too, beyond, beyond my studies. Oh, uh, you studied when you lived there, and you lived I, there when oh, you studied. Oh, that's incredible. No, I, two separate times. <gasps> That I did not. That's, yeah. That actually is a big surprise. <laughs> no, that's a big reveal. Friends, we're closing the book on ceremony season. Thank God. We thought we already did this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but this is definitively... The last time that I'll have to talk about... These artists and this, this year, we're going to start... Episode. We're going to press reset and then start on season two next uh where we will just we'll talk about artists who aren't in the hall of fame you know back to business as usual until we get to the next ceremony season which is any day now right (laughs) (laughs) like they feel like we're in the preseason right now for sure (laughs) nominees won't come out until i mean we're watching their training yeah so like probably if people cared enough this is when people would start mounting campaigns yeah, but that that's a quite FYC a condition. Would be yeah, quite a condition, seen. Jesse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If if anyone if cared, if people cared, I mean, if like YC. we just we we saw <laughs> Todd, Todd Run. If you cared, <laughs> we know. I rule. Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren has been very vocal recently about how if he gets inducted, he won't go. Yeah, he's nagging the but hall right now. But here's the deal: now. 
Def Leppard said that, and basically yeah. everyone who didn't get in immediately has said that. Uh, but he's being a real grump. Well, yeah. uh, if I get inducted, I won't go. So Jesse. same. Honestly, if they tried to give us backstage passes, we would say no. If anyone tried to give us press passes, we'd be like, uh-uh. If anyone tried to seat me at a table with a superstar that I care about, I'd be like, get out of here. No way. I don't uh-uh. want that more than anything in the world. Definitely not. I don't want that Let you guys to record from a table from yeah. the front row. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom really was... My mom really thinks we should be recording at the Rock Hall. Like in, in Cleveland? The, in their we should recording move to Cleveland? Because they have a recording they studio. They, they have like a radio station. She's like... When you're there, just knock on the window and tell them you have a podcast. See if they've heard of you. And Isn't I was it like, funny that like people from a different generation, when you could do stuff like that, like you hear stories of like uh, John Belushi showed up at Second City and said, "Put me on stage," and we yeah. were like, "Okay." <laughs> it's like how my mom like is like, "Why aren't you the progressive girl?" Like it's yeah. just exactly. Have like... you sent them a letter? Yeah. <laughs> Did they know? <laughs> Jesse, thank you for joining us uh, and, and, and saving our ass. Oh, thank you so much. That yeah. Blast. Wow. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't feel too bad because you said you were going to watch the ceremony <laughs> yeah, anyway. Probably. I still feel bad. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have taken notes. I guess sure. that's the Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, you, would you have fast forwarded through things that you didn't care about? Um, I don't know what I would have done. I started packing. <laughs> like, I can't live in I started, an alternate I'd, universe. I definitely Kristen. was like, st- towards the end, I was like, I have to be doing not only this. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot to be just watching that. It's three hours. It is three hours. I mean, it was five hours. Uh, and then, yeah, the cut's three, baby. The I cut definitely is would three. never go. You would never oh, go. Yes, there, there's got to oh, be. Now he's really. There's got to be a collection of inductees <laughs> the that the ticket get queen you there. just rolled over in her grave. Yeah, I'm now I'm like. <laughs> If they did, we've talked since I was on, Joe and I have talked <laughs> about how how that they would do Joy Division and New Order as one inductee. Which I think they would Which have. is yeah. very cool and very right. I've talked to other people about this who do not care. <laughs> and like, if they please. get inducted with another two people I like, I would consider going. Yeah. What other people? Like Pixies, maybe? Mm, no. That would be like an embarrassment of riches. I don't know who else I would Joy like. Division, <laughs> New Order who and the Pixies like? all in one. What other music do I like? I don't know. But I think that there is a there is a world where, anyway, not next year because we'll be in Cleveland, but the year after that, and also we'll ne- make you go. Yeah, next year they'll induct all women because it's in Cleveland. Ne- <laughs> Here's the deal: next year, yeah, Cleveland is notoriously uh, uh, girl power. Uh, <laughs> no, I just <laughs> mean they're girl. like they're they're gonna have a harder time getting, getting people, people to there. the ceremony. It would be nice if there's more women. It seems like there's a movement for that happening. Uh, Lead right now. the charge, Midler. Lead it, yeah, Major Mid- Midler, Midler up in the front. But the other thing is like it seems like. With Duran Duran, Nine Inch Nails, and Mott the Hoople all not in, they made a strong case, and they're, they're names that are going to come up for next year. Uh, I'm just saying y'all. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I'm fine with Nine Inch Nails. Being... Oh, I think that should happen. I think Duran Duran should happen, too. Yeah, Mott the Hoople, I don't really fucking... Listen, come on. Put them all in. I don't fucking care. Yes, but you do. just put in only women. There you go. Okay, great. Put in the yeah, women. None of those people are women. Induct the divas. True. Mott could go either way as a name, it turns out. <laughs> all dudes. Um, that'd be unfortunate. Well, hoopals are genderless. That's true. Yeah, hoopals uh, are do- Dr. Seuss genderless character. <laughs> <laughs> They're non-binary. Jesse, yeah. you have a podcast that's called Good One. Yes. What can we look forward to? New season coming up or about to be. Guests include uh, James Corden, uh, Anthony Jeselnik, and 
someone named Whoopi Goldberg. What Heard of fuck? her? That's great. That's that's a great uh, and other people that are not the most famous people I sure can think of, yeah. but those Fair definitely enough. are famous people. That's, yeah, Whoopi that's, Goldberg. Yeah, that was truly insane. I can't believe she said yes, and I going to tell everyone I can because yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so look wow. look out for that. Uh, Kristen, should I just do our our things really fast? Okay, I'll tell you what's going on with Joe. You can find Joe at Joe K Joe K on Twitter. He's at Joe Qua on Instagram. And if you go to JoeQuazala.com, that's where all of his tour dates and information can be found. He also put out 31 videos. If you haven't watched them all, you're a chump. Great. Uh, Kristen's at, at K-Stud across all platforms. Helco Kristen on Pokemon Go. Uh Hello, Kristen.com uh, for all uh, your Kristen Stutter needs, dates, whatever, pictures. She has a lot of great pictures that Kim Newmoney made. That's true. Uh, you can at us on Twitter, at RockHallPod. Email us, RockHallPod at gmail.com. Subscribe and listen to us on iTunes. Five stars only. If you leave a review because you listen to this episode, you, you should, should say, say Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> you should say Whoopi Goldberg somewhere in your review. Yeah. Um, thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Joey Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Uh, thank you to Chad Briggs and James Patterson for letting us record in the home that I share with them. <laughs> uh, that's it for ceremony season. Uh, we wow. have finished put a it, lid on it. Put a damn lid on it. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And if you hated ceremony season, then boy, oh boy, uh, here we go. Here we go, magic. What? <laughs> I don't know why I said they that. They should be in. Yeah, here we go, magic should be in. Uh, everyone, magic. The, the very, very popular. All right, I'm, I'm Joe Quazala. Oh, it's me, Kristen Stutter. And who cares about the rock hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.